As I'm the host, I'll introduce the next section. Our next section, because it's now 2022, are our 2022 predictions. Woo! Oh, no one else clapped. Okay. And, yeah, basically, it's predictions for the calendar year, but some of them are only half a season predictions. So our pre- I said this in the chat, but the Premier League top four is, we're talking about end of this season. Yeah. And we all agree, we all understood that. Mm-hmm. I have re- I've done an, a statistical essay on the first question. So I want your top four in order. We'll all say ours and then we can talk after. Well, so okay. can we all can we all agree that we've got the same top three? But we might have a different order. Yeah. So number one, we've all got City. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I have Liverpool. Correct. No, I've got Chelsea. <laughs> wrong. Objectively wrong. Statistically. It's interesting we talk about found out because Jurgen Klopp could play with actual spanners and wrenches and finish above Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> James Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think, I don't think Thomas Tuchel, it's not going that well. It started well. Defensively, they've just been so bad the past like couple weeks. Well, I think their, their defence was so good at the start of the season. It'll probably get to. I think now we're overperforming then, and then we've been underperforming. And I think there'll yeah. be some happy middle ground where they're, you know, not amazing defensively because you know they're not, but they're not doing mm-hmm. terribly, and they'll still be scoring. Whereas I think Liverpool look shaky a lot of the time, and then their forward line without Salah and Mane, that's terrible to be honest. Chelsea's, <laughs> Chelsea's forward line, Chelsea's forward line with Lukaku is. Chelsea, Chelsea's problems are very consistent, though. Like, throughout their entire squad, they relied so heavily on men at the start of the season. There was, like, three or four games that they only had a clean sheet because men, they kept them in it. Mm-hmm. Their defence has fallen apart completely for no apparent reason. Like, they're not... It's not as if they're... Like, obviously, men, has gone now and Rhys James has been injured. But it's not as if, like, anyone key has just, like, disappeared. It's just kind of slowly unravelled. Yeah, They're completely I, unable to link midfield and attack. They have I think I no I would say the obvious move is the wing backs. They had Reese James and Ben Chilwell are good defenders. And Alonso mm-hmm. and Pulisic are not. And Ben Chilwell's a big mess. That's a yeah. wealth of a gap because they play very attackingly, but they're not wingers. And Alonso mm-hmm. and Pulisic are wingers. Yeah, Man. they just they look at, I don't know, they don't look very good. They don't seem to score goals consistently. Uh, like, kind of same as Manchester United, where it just comes from like a moment of good play from someone. It's mm. not as if they have like a really nice build up play. They just kind of, I don't know. I think they beat teams because they have better individual players and they kind of suffocate good teams because they play a really deep block and they have really, really active centre mids. I think Chelsea just have the I think they have the potential to grind out results more than I think Liverpool can. But is that not down to style of play? Liverpool don't grind. Did they not score a last minute winner against Wolves? Liverpool. Yeah, is that not a grind? Would that not because I watched that game and that was a definite grind. Like breaking Wolves down this season hasn't been easy, especially when they're playing a low block. They have a lot of very good defenders. Was that not Manchester United that scored a last minute goal against? 
No, Manchester United lost against Wolves. No, at the start of the season. Oh, right. Um, Maybe, but uh, Liverpool did as well, and I think City drew 0-0 with them. Yeah, Wolves have been giant slayers. Right. Very good. Let me get my phone, because I might be... Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. Okay. So that's why I, I think that's a kind of example of just grinding it out. And I th- so I, I believe more. So we've, we've all got that top three. And then fourth, Cammy, who do you have? West Ham. Andrew? Man United. Fuck. Oh. Embarrassing. Are that's you so embarrassing. <laughs> Look at that. We've had, we've had a week to prepare for this. Andrew. Manchester United. <laughs> okay. What's, we'll, we'll get to Because I personally... I personally thought I'm gonna be raging. I personally thought it was definitely between Arsenal and West Ham. Mm -hmm. I thought it was obviously one of those two. Yeah. I also watching the Arsenal. This is one of the tangents you spoke about. (laughs) Watching the um Man United Villa game. I was really impressed with how much better Ralph Ragnick's system looked when he reverted back to the old formation. And the Ronaldo. Have Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, if, I think I think he's on to something now and I think Manchester United look like they have something to build on now. And so I do think they'll finish a lot higher. But especially getting Bruno Fernandes back central when he scores two goals, that's encouraging. Fernandez looks like a different player when Ronaldo's not playing. When Ronaldo's yeah. playing, he kind of looks like he's a bit scared to go forward. Yeah, well, when Ronaldo's on the pitch, he's just reduced to being a wee guy. And he's just, oh, Ronaldo, sorry, here's the ball. <laughs> I'm so glad he plays like He plays for Portugal, which is not good. He's absolutely yeah. reduced to being a wee guy. <laughs> and that's reflected in the XG. No, but yeah, so... Hey, if we're going to get onto XG... That brings me on to a lovely argument as to why West Ham are clearly superior to the other three teams, Man United, Tottenham, Arsenal, that you could potentially argue for fourth. Okay. Right. So, we're going to the script. We're, hey, we're, we're not going to the script. We are going, we are going straight to the, the cold, hard facts. They've right. scored more goals per game than the other three. They've conceded less goals per game than Man United and Arsenal. Tottenham have scored, have conceded slightly less, but Tottenham suck. Uh, West Ham have a much higher XG, which is very positive because it shows that they're actually scoring their goals from build-up play and consistent chances, unlike Man United, who have the lowest XG of the four, because they just they score goals from very good moments from their very good players, but they're not they're not a team like it's just that it's, it's a bunch of defenders that don't know what they're doing that punt the ball up to Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo and just hope for the best. Which, if you were going to have two players to punt the ball up to and hope for the best, they are very good people to have that. Good. But it doesn't last over a season. And that's how you end up with games like last night where they're the better team for probably 50-60% of the game, but they don't capitalise on it and they score their goals from Villa mistakes. Both their goals were, you know, things that should have been avoided by a better team. In the interview, in the interview after the game, Stephen Gerrard said they were better for 75 minutes, which I thought was like sort of being very kind to Villa because Villa really did pull out their arse at the end. Yeah, they were very, very good for the last 25, 30 minutes. I was very surprised by Villa getting a comeback because the whole time I was watching them, the whole time I was watching it, it reminded me of 
watching Rangers away at Tannadice earlier this season. It just looked so bereft of ideas. And yeah, then, and the way he really walked in. Out of nowhere, it turned into Rangers versus Braga, where he just, one goal just galvanised the whole team, which is good if you're a Villa fan, not so good if you're a Man United fan. Um, but I, I don't know if, I don't think Villa deserved it. I thought Man United looked pretty good most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit, first goal was lucky. I thought the second goal was decent. Um, well, Man United it, controlled the game. Like, for the yeah, first, they, like, 60 minutes. controlled the game. But... Watching it, if you just tuned in at 70 minutes, you'd think, there's no way Villa are coming back from this because yeah. Man United are just yeah. passing it about the centre circle. That's the thing. You can't, you can't put too much stock in Steven Gerrard interviews because he is almost undoubtedly a little bit simple. When he comes out with something, he's like he's just. Yeah, he's not the mastermind behind it. Is no, Michael yeah. Beale. Yeah. No one thinks he's a footballing genius, but I think his charisma and his and the size of his brand will help Villa, and I already yeah. have. No, the size of his forehead is fucking tiny. Right. Gerard <laughs> uh, Slender. I have my own anti-West Ham argument because I thought it was between them and Arsenal. What's your I'd be interested to see. Cammy, if you weren't going to pick West Ham, would you have picked Arsenal? Yeah. Okay, so you you would agree that it's between them. And I, I'm not sold on this. I think that these patterns that I'm about to talk about will play out in the second mm. half of the season, and I think that will separate them. I think where I view West Ham, I've always, I feel this way about them. This was completely without XG. This is what I thought, uh, that West Ham were more likely to drop points against small teams in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think Arsenal are more likely to curb stomp the many guys. And so I looked into this. And West Ham have dropped points to Crystal Palace, Southampton twice, Man United, small team, Brentford, Arsenal themselves twice, Wolves, Brighton and Burnley. Mm -hmm. And since the 11th of September, so basically every... Oh, I see we're cherry-picking stats now. But watch this. Since the 11th of September, which is where... uh, What's it called? Granit Xhaka got kicked out. Tommy Asu, the 11th of September, Tommy Asu came came in after that and Ramsdale started after that. And so it's the Arsenal team that we're seeing today that looks defensively solid and looks very consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've dropped. They've only dropped points three times to small clubs and two of them were draws. And so although that is a cherry-pick stat, it does reflect the trend that I was talking about where when you watch the teams, especially... West Ham, when they should really be dominating a team, it's almost like they get fired up when they play mm-hmm. the big clubs. But when they play the small clubs, they can't curb stop them. Whereas I believe West Ham are far more capable of beating a big team than Arsenal are, just because of like the way they play. But I just think when it comes to being the small teams, which I think we all agree is far more important when you're finishing because there's more of them in the league, yeah. I think they're less likely to drop, uh, drop points. Uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that, but at the same time, Arsenal's entire team are dozed up on Whippets 50% of the time. So, they're going to fall apart immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at it, but also... <laughs> uh, I also think Arsenal are younger and they're ever-growing in confidence, and so I only think they're, they'll they arc yeah. up. I, think, I just think the problem for Arsenal is where are the goals going to consistently come from? Because Aubameyang's been banished to the shadow realm of Arteta's bench. Um, down, was it? He's not even on the bench. Yeah, I'm pretty sure now he's in Afcon, isn't he? <laughs> um, um, 
But like, who do they have? At, like Martinelli, is he gonna consistently? Throw and Saka, but they're not like they're not like out and out strikers. Lacazette, but I mean, it's kind of which is again West Ham do kind of have a similar problem where if you don't have Antonio up front, like this they is... play Bowen up front a little bit, but it doesn't really work because he's better with the ball running at people. But... This is why I picked Man United. I think <laughs> Arsenal and West Ham have the potential to properly fall off. In yeah. the second half of the season. And I think Man United have the squad to finish fourth. I think they'll go on a run at some point, whether mm-hmm. that be later on in the season or whether it be, you know, the next game. I think they'll go on a run and I think they'll start to really get their feet and I think they'll just... They'll that's, just I mean, that's why... That's why fourth. I, Maybe I not that's easily that. to fourth, but I think they will get into fourth. Yeah. It's just, I think Man United depend too much on, like, random moments. West Ham score more goals from more varied situations with like a wider variety of people. Arsenal are shit. Uh, <laughs> get back to my Arsenal, my Arsenal argument where Cammy said they don't have a say, which is completely fair. Uh, Cammy, this is a quote from Cameron Ross, and mm-hmm. it says, defense is much more important. If I was a manager, I'd play a five-back low block. All goals come from counter-attacks. Yeah. Is that not true? That's well, I mean it's it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> I I that's the United yeah. style of play, that's why they finished that's, fourth. That's why Man United are finishing fourth. Okay. Yeah, but the problem is Man United are playing Lindelof and Maguire in the back. <laughs> okay. So we 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 generally have we agree ish. I think I think me and Cami are pretty confident that one of us will be right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Although, sorry. I just don't. I, I like Ralph Ragnarok. I do. But favorite Thor movie. They did just like they dropped points to Villa yesterday. Yeah, from a game that they really, really should have won. That's the best they've they've played this season, and they got it's a dr- Ronaldo. Ronaldo. They need to they need to stop playing Ronaldo. Ronaldo didn't play yesterday. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well. Cavani was brilliant. What's the next one? Best, best player. player this well, calendar year. On three, one, two, three. Salah. <laughs> De Bruyne, you're just you're being facetious. You don't. I I that I wrote this answer before De Bruyne uh, scored against Chelsea the other day. I've also not seen the highlights from that game, nor did I watch it. So, yeah. uh, let's go to my script because I've got a wee thing here. Uh, I think Salah was playing better than he can play for a whole season at the start of this season. Uh, quote. Purple patch is what I said, which is scathing, I'd say. Yes. Uh, De Bruyne has been back for five games and looks like the most dynamic, effective playmaker in the world. And I think with the striker that they bring in in the summer, his numbers are going to explode. If they bring in Haaland or if they bring in someone else. But what does that matter if it's best player of the calendar yeah. year? What? If it's best player of the calendar year, doesn't matter what happens in twenty twenty two. But it's also it's it's also no, it does you know if they bring me the best player if, if they bring in a player in the summer that's the second half else. if they bring in a player in the summer then that's the second half of this year oh I thought you were talking about twenty twenty one who was the best player of the year oh right no it's oh, well, that, that was the question I would just say Lewandowski but this is about the Premier League isn't it uh, yeah it's it's predictions so it's twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, De Bruyne is washed and Salah's better. 
So here's your okay. Well, here's my stat, Pat. I, I don't. I don't have anything written down. <laughs> other than stats. I just presumed we'd all agree that Mo Salah is better. Right, but this is. I think this is interesting. So the last six games before uh, Salah went to Afcon, De Bruyne mm-hmm. played five games and was still coming back from end, injury in the first. Uh, in the sixth <laughs> one, so the first one of these six that these stats are come from, so he only played 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so these are directly comparing those numbers that but the Bruins played significantly less time. They both scored three goals and got one assist. The Bruins did it from an XG of 0.86, and Salah did it from an XG of 4.38. Yeah. So Salah's underachieving his XG significantly in his finishing. But, but he's, a, he's a winger. Yes. It's also much better to underperform your XG than it is to massively overperform. Well, overperforming it suggests either luck or quality. Which I've put here... ...and have 70% possession and can just shoot from outside the box every time he gets the ball. He always backwards. I've, I've put underperforming your XG means luck or quality. And so, but I also think how many chances Salah's getting is representative of, like, how the fact that his XG is always through the roof is representative of the fact that Klopp, though he's a fucking, like, a football terrorist, is, um, <laughs> uh, the system really benefits him. So, that's my, my other point. Uh, De Bruyne was dispossessed once and tackled four times. Salah was dispossessed, 20, dispossessed 21 times and tackled 32. Uh, chances created... Uh, Nine, uh, De Bruyne created 19, Salah created 11, uh, and minutes per chance created, De Bruyne did it in 20, Salah did it in 48. Okay, well, I'll very quickly explain why all of that means shit all. Okay. Salah's a winger, and De Bruyne <laughs> is a centre mid. Uh, and also, De Bruyne has been out for half <laughs> the course, season. Of course, Salah's going to get so, more often than De Bruyne. Yeah, and of course, he's going to have a higher XG and underperform it because he's going to be having more shots. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Yes, you guys wait for Haaland to come in in the summer. And as I've written here, his numbers are going to explode. So. Yeah, because of someone else. That, at that point, Haaland will then be the best player, not De Bruyne. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> because if you were De Bruyne and you were crossing it in to fucking Jack Grealish, you'd kill yourself too. And you know when, that. When is De Bruyne ever crossing it into Jack Grealish? <laughs> He's not, but my theoretical point is that he's good and he'll be better over the next year. And I've done it just, just to play devil's advocate because I think Salah will clearly be better. Yeah. Anyway, um, are we done now? No. Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Uh, best young player. Right. So, I, kind of, I got a little bit confused here because I initially put down. Like I was thinking about like Conor Gallagher, players like that, mm-hmm. Saka. But the best young player is folded by a mile. Yeah. Like by a literal mile. Yeah, it's just because he's been around forever. He's like yeah. he's younger than me, which is horrifying. He's very good. I I, I put I put Foden and I put he's got the best touch in the Prem. Uh important role for the best team. Yeah. He also he also he stands out. When he's playing beside like players that cost a hundred million, Jack Grealish. Yeah, true. But he disappears for England. That's true. He does disappear for England. And that's why Gilmore. Billy Gilmore is better. Here's <laughs> 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 Billy Gilmore. That's because he's gonna win the World Cup. No mind. <laughs> it's obviously what's his face, Foden. 
I thought you were about to go into like if you look at XG. Oh right. Um, I like this one. Most improved manager. Are we yeah. all doing the one to watch? One to watch. Oh shit! Sorry, I forgot to do one to watch, but it's at the end. This uh, is Parker. Oh great! So my my one to watch. Um, I've applied a little bit of creative license to this, and my one to watch is Wolves. Oh my god! I think that's yeah. fair enough. I think, but not not from a case of one to watch because I think they're going to become brilliant. I just think they're really fun to watch. You're the only they're one you're watching. <laughs> I, I don't care for speculation on players because they're useless. But Wolves as an entire team are great. Like I love I love starting a football podcast with someone who doesn't care to speculate on football. Players. <laughs> oh, Wolves are Wolves are great in attack and they're great in defence. They have nothing that links the two, and they have no one capable of finishing. Anything. Which just leads to great up and down play. Jose Sa, probably the best goalkeeper in Europe. They're incredible. That's, that's big. It's not absolutely best, not. best goalkeeper in Europe. He's 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 one of. He's elite. He's he is leading the top five leagues in some XGS percentage stat. Yeah, Maybe his save his save his save percentage is the best. He's the best shot stopper in Europe. He's very good. I like them a lot. They also they've got a lot of exciting players. Adama Traore, he's brilliant to watch. Finally scored a goal yesterday. Good for him. Um, eight Nuri, really good. Fair regretted team. Good for him. <laughs> good um, for him. Happy for you, Adama. Baby oil. <laughs> I, think, I think I think Wolves also they've got so much money behind them now, and their their transfer policy has been like quietly very good. Like obviously they've got like Huang and Trinkau on loan, which is quite good. But you know, building your team through loan players is a bit rubbish. But then they they signed Jose Sa for eight million from Olympiacos, which is great. Eight Nuri was like six or seven million, uh, and if they can keep him for another couple of years, then sell him for a, a lot. That'd be good. They get eight fifteen million. million. They get fifteen million, million for Rafa Mir, ten million for Rui Patricio. Like I think if. They just keep building the team the way they are. I think they'll be able to, like, it's not a rigging endorsement, but become the next Brighton. <laughs> I think what all, all low to mid-level Premier League clubs dream of. But I think they'll be able to consistently finish kind of top 10 for the next couple of years. I think, I think they could do, I think they could, I think, it depends. If Brighton get a striker that can shoot, or anyone that could shoot. You better be slandering Trossard. He's great. Trossard is good, but he's not a striker. Not a striker. He's also like he's smaller than you. He's like freakishly weak. Um, my one to watch. I've got I've got two that I put forward. This is so. This is creative license as well. I put forward Nathan Patterson and Luca Dini. Well, I watched Luca Dini last night. I will not be watching him again for a while. I, I, I agree. Think, Mine's Luca Dini as well. I think Luca Dini with, I just think the way Gerard plays, he'll he'll look. I actually think he'll be on the ball as much, if not way more, than Coutinho because you see he plays so narrow and he gets Ollie yeah. Watkins and Ings in these constipated central areas. And without the release of a Luca Dini, you really have to. Sorry, um, that's creative license as well. But you know what I mean? It's so they're all so. Yeah, look at look at Dean was constantly 
um, he three, down the left hand side. Like he he was always he was always going forward. The problem with him is even more so now than when he was at Everton is he's such a fucking car crash defensively. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's not he's not Did you did you see that it? slide tackle when he oh, jumped that I think I think mine's is Lucadini as well, and I think he'll just be I think he's very suited to a Gerard team. I think he's an Abiel team. I think he would play play him like he played Barisic, and he will they will coach him to be a better defender. Um, he's a French international. Uh, he was pretty unlucky at the Euros. He got injured in the first game. Yeah, and he's also been lacking match fitness because Rafa Benitez is I don't know just didn't like him. Yeah, he's also um, he's been a benefit from the Gerard team over a Benitez team because he's not going to have anyone in front of him stopping yeah. him running. Yeah, true. And he's also miles better than Target. Like, miles better than Target. And he can make the, I think he can make the difference in a lot of games just with his runs, his crossing, his passing. Probably not his defense this season. Yeah. But in in an attacking sense, I think he could make the difference in a lot of games. I think he creates just being there. You saw last night. Space. Yeah, you saw last night that he... That's what I was going to say. You saw last night he created a lot of space for Jalen Ramsey and Coutinho. And it's because before, when Matt Target ran the overlap, people were like, that's Matt Target. And that just... That crumbled the team. Um, okay, I think I think Luca Dean's in, interesting. Cammy obviously hates him. We just have some stats about how he was like the best set-piece deliverer of the world. Yeah, but, you know, I've since come round full circle on the idea that he is, in fact, a massive overrated flop, so... Oh, great. So, we can, from that, we can get on to most improved coach. Yes. This this takes some license, because... I, I struggled with this one. I, I have two. I, I have think... one honourable mention and one who I think will be the most improved coach. Mm-hmm. With my honourable think... mention being my favourite, Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage. <laughs> I think just I think he's just a good coach. Yeah. Rules are five points off fifth just now. I think he's done an amazing job with what was essentially a rebuild of mm-hmm. the Wolves team coming from that fucking awful manager. Oh, really? Um but uh, he's an honorable mention just because I think Arteta is actually quite a good coach. And I think the way he's been building his Arsenal team, a good young side, and they'll develop into quite a good good team. Okay, I had the same two and struck them off because I got confused with the question and I overthought it. It was your question. And I was like, I already think they're good. So how much can they improve? Like, I was thinking more like in the calendar year, do I think they'll be better than I think they are now? And I already think they're good now. And so I went with... uh, I went with Vieira and Gerard because I don't think either of them are that good right now, and I think they'll be perceived to be a lot better in a year mm-hmm. from now. Yeah, I like I like the Vieira one because he if he if he manages to retain the majority of his loan players, mm-hmm. which is a big if, mm-hmm. then they can probably build something. But if they lose if they lose that, I mean they've got they've got no defenders as it is. Yeah. If they lose Connor Gallagher, then they've got no attacking presence in midfield. And Zaha is always five seconds away from a red card. Connor Gallagher is a child. Child. 
Connor Gallagher's mm-hmm. chance creation is freakishly good, like insane, yeah. which is I just didn't realize that he was that creative. The other thing I wanted to note with Vieira is that I just think they haven't, they haven't, they've shown a lot of glimpses of like really positive things, but they haven't actually performed insanely well. And I think it's a job that he can grow with. And so I just think in terms of the manager that will improve most from last year to the next year, uh, just even in the public view or even in performances. I think yeah. Vieira. I've gone Vieira. Yeah, I think as time goes, as so long as like you know they don't hit some horrible patch of form and they get sacked, they need to work on their game management a wee bit because all too many times I've seen a Crystal Palace game, they go one 0 up, can't score again, and then concede in like the ninety fifth minute. Yeah, their yeah. game management isn't very good at the moment, and it, even then sometimes they score and then they immediately just sit back. And it's like the inevitable. It's like they're oh they're gonna they're gonna draw this match or they're gonna lose it yeah. just because of the way they play after they score. Like yeah. see that game at the on Friday, um, the Brighton game. Brighton were all over them, and then Palace mm. scored and could have just kicked on from there and controlled the game because it kind of stunned Brighton. But they just went back into themselves after five minutes of domination and then conceded, and then it was a draw. It was. Yeah. Do they have the quality to dominate in possession? Against Brighton, oh. they should. Brighton are fucking... I love them. <laughs> they are actually... They are draw merchants. Crystal yeah, Palace will churn out a 1-1 result like nobody's business. The problem is they're, they're, um, their focal point is very, very focal in Conor Gallagher. And they don't really have anyone else going forward apart from him. I mean... Oh, Edward. I think Edward's pretty decent. Yeah, he's not going to carry the ball out from the fence. Yeah, I think I I like Edward. Me and Andrew were talking last night before the... Was it the Palace game last night? No, that's the one I'm talking about. Friday night. I uh, said before the game that I am really, really excited about Elise and I think he shows a lot of presence, comfortability in the ball. I think he shows a lot of maturity for his age. And I think sort of he's skillful, he's nippy and he's creative and his delivery is really good. And so I think he'll be able to deliver for them. And he played one of the worst games I've ever seen anyone play in my life. That so, was the same, but with Eze. And he always yeah, played. Before, yeah, before he was like, oh, Eze, Eze. Um, shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think without Colo Gallagher, Gallagher, they will be a bit fucked. But I think Vieira will improve. That's good. And that's for me. Well, so you've gone, I think you've gone, you've both gone for like a size of the improvement. My most improved coach is someone who I think will probably improve incrementally, but the level of coach that they're going to be by the end of the season is going to be extremely high. So it's Graham Potter, which I think we can all agree is pretty good already. So good. He's very good. He's so, um, I think he's going to continue to get better and probably will put himself in a position where he's going to end up going to Tottenham or something like that and yeah. ruining his career. Although he does um, have the charisma of like a fucking nappy. Yeah. He looks like an archer. If you put him and Gerard together, you get someone who can coach a football game. <laughs> that would be the worst. That'd be the worst interview ever. But yeah, right. he's, he's like Brighton have had so many injuries and Basuma keeps getting arrested. But they still manage to churn out results. Like they, they play they play a very distinct style, um, which I think boring. is a bit different. Yeah. But it's look at them boring, they're like in the league and they've got Shane Duffy. Like, if you can revitalize the career of Shane Duffy, then you deserve at least an honorable mention. They didn't win a game from mid October to mid December. 
and yet they're still what like eighth or something. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept drawing. They're they keep, so they turning draws. They, they don't have good Trossard up top. Moppy's been kind of on and off this season. Like, they have a relatively high XG though. Like, yes, they do. In the <laughs> XG charts, which we is either, which is either saying as I go back to my graph that they've been unlucky or they have a lack of quality. And I would say it's completely both. Yeah, it's quality. Mopey's rotten. Right. Well, but the thing is, is that it's not just him. No one can shoot. Yeah. Every every single player in their team is underperforming their XG apart from like one or two who we'll get onto later. They would shoot oh. Danny Ings. Uh, Danny Ings most improved next most improved team. I've written down someone that I don't agree with, so I'm going to hear your two and then pick one of yours. All right, nice. Andrew, on you go. Well, I've said Brighton because I think they'll keep improving as the season goes on. Don't know. I to be honest. Next season might be a bit different if Basuma leaves, yeah. um, but I mean they've they've signed pretty well. They seem to have an ability to turn fucking cabbages into decent players like Shane Duffy, um, and yeah, I think it's pretty amazing how that they're what eighth or ninth, and like I said, they haven't won a game. But they also they don't have outside of Basuma, they don't have a single like good player. Like has been really good since he signed. Yeah, been but like outside of Busuma, can you imagine any other team in the top half of the Premier League signing a single rating player? Like I can't think of one that you'd be like. Arsenal oh, signing Mofe. Oh, I could see yeah. that happening. That's a very Arsenal. If Wenger was still there, Brighton yeah. also have a really low um, XGC, so their expected goals conceded. They yeah. are, I think third in that like they've got the third least or the fourth least I, think that, I would say that that's bad luck I think that that's bad luck but that's that also that points to again how well set up Graham Potter has yeah they're 18th with... so they're, they're XGC's 21 and they've conceded 21 so Fair enough. it's not like they're being lucky or being unlucky they just, just seem pretty good defensively yeah. Um, they just can't seem to convert any of the chances because I think they have terrible quality going forward. Yeah. Did Brighton have any money behind them? Like, could they afford to sign a decent striker? They should do. I mean, they're in the Premier League. One sec. Like, they could sign any number of players from from Europe. Maybe not buying in league because I don't think, I think it's just too expensive. Yeah. But, like, they could go, they could sign someone like, um, Olsen from Bologna that Rangers were linked with and Kevin Nisbet Rouge. yeah Kevin Nisbet they could they could sign any number of players from Spain or from Italy or from France that wouldn't set them back anywhere near as yeah. much as signing say a Chris Wood mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is 25 million. Million. That's, yeah that, that's, that screams you've just been taken over yeah. by Sheiks so or they could try and sign someone from like Leverkusen. They could sign what's his name, Verts. Yeah, who's the um, oh, who's the, the guy from the Czech Republic? That's very good. Sheik. Patrick Schiff. Yeah, yeah, he's Sheik. Good. They could sign Sheik. They could. There's so many players. They could even. They could probably try and sign um, Martinez from Inter Milan. I'm sure that wouldn't be anywhere near as expensive as trying to sign. 
half decent from a Premier League team because the Premier League's actual the most inflated league yeah. in They're the world. They just need they need a striker. They need like a poacher, basically a good poacher. Maybe they'll yeah. sign Morelos. <laughs> I I found out Brighton are the the fifteenth uh, richest team in the Premier League. Which again, how good is Graham Potter? <laughs> no money doesn't matter. The only clubs they have more uh, money uh, of the clubs that they have more money than. Three of them are currently in the relegation zone, yeah. and the other one's Watford. Yeah, so it's not great company. So, so being there and being eighth is a is a is a mm-hmm. financial performance from the quality that you're able to afford. Yeah. That kind of backs up the point that Graham Potter is amazing. I'm going to steal Andrew's answer before Cammy gets his, and I'm also saying Brighton because I wrote down Arsenal, which is nonsense because yeah. they're the most improved last year. So I did, I did almost the exact same thing and at this point completely forgot that we were talking about 2022 predictions and spoke nice. about my most improved team this season, which was West, West Ham. Uh, because how on earth did West Ham finish 15th last season? They finished 15th last season? Yeah. yeah. They were Jesus, terrible. No and then now, last season. It's, like, it's moments like these that make me think, I wish more of us watched football for more than just this season. To understand how well teams yeah. are I watched it last season and they were kind of yeah. good. Some, they were very good in like two games and right. then yeah. fell off yeah. very hard. Yeah. I, I think the summer signings, the summer signings have been really good and I think that's what's made them. Okay. Yeah. We need to take okay. a break before we do the 11s. So, because I really need to be able to do our most improved player first. Okay. Uh, Minor again, all horseshit. You guys went first last time, so I'm going to pick one. Uh, I've picked Elise. <laughs> I've spoken about already. Yeah. He was my pick, and then we watched the game, and I've written down my other ones are Luca Digne, Kane, Chris Wood, and Ianacho. So, um, so most improved player, and you've picked five. Uh, no, they're my like that was. I made a short list. They're my special mentions. They were the ones I wrote down in panic when we saw Lise play because I was like, he's not started a game this season. Every time he's come on, he's been amazing. He's had super influence. He's soaring goals and assists in 15 minutes, which is okay, which is really important. Um, Both in here. Really, really impactful. So that's like what I was saying. But um, yeah, he did start a Premier League game. And the issue is, is that Kukura absolutely pocketed him. (laughs) (laughs) So... I've said at least through gritted teeth. That's my answer. Yeah, I have. I have done Ben Rama. I think he'll. I think he'll continue to get better. I think he'll be, yeah. he'll be like he'll be equivalent. That's to a better Rafinha. pick than mine. I like that one. Yeah, I think he'll be. He'll be. He'll turn into Rafinha next season, um, and be like reads and gets man of the match. Yeah, <laughs> just get, like eating. <laughs> He, he, I think, like from watching him on the pitch, is really, really bizarre because he, he looks so miserable. He does like he does like the full like um, Messi walk, where he's just like swinging his arms and huffing when he's walking around. But then when he gets the ball, he all like he gets so many shots on target that he's just got no right to. Uh, and he's also really good at playing the kind of like long balls down the line uh, to Antonio. Mm. So, yeah. He has a wand. He's he's one of these people that has a wand. He can play a good, good, yeah. good ball in. That assist he got to Antonio a couple of weeks ago where he put it right 
right in the danger, right behind the defender where Antonio just had to flick a toe at it. Yeah, he's he's got he's got such great control. He's, he's got an excellent delivery, and so does Cresswell. They're both very good. Just My most improved player. I'll be honest. When I was writing this, I wrote it for who I thought was the most improved of 2021. But I guess <laughs> yeah. it kind of. I guess it could probably work. I was going to say it anyway because it could probably work for 2022. Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale. Yeah. I would agree with that. Will last be the. He will be the England keeper. Which isn't saying much, to be fair. He's got Pickford to contend with, who's like actual jobby, so oh, bad. Joe Hart's um, making your comeback. What are they, head and shoulders above everyone else? Um, but I just think Ramsdale, when he came to Arsenal and he just started immediate impact, where he spent last season actually nailed to the bottom of the table with Sheffield United and is now arguably the best English goalkeeper. Yeah, um, and he saved Arsenal on most occasions. for best goalkeeper in the prep. Nah, nah. Okay, well, but I think he's. I think I think he's up there, but I think someone like Sa is better. Yeah, no, like the hair statistically, statistically, he's top three in all metrics. So I do think that that's like I do think that puts him in sort of a good good category. Yeah. I, just, I don't like. I don't like how much Arsenal rely on him though. Like, yeah, I, he's, I he has saved them a lot. It's, it kind of like Mendy at Chelsea a wee bit yeah, at the start of the season. It's good. It's good to have a very good goalkeeper, but if you need them to be twenty four seven perfect, if this was, I'll end on this. If this was, or if we were picking a signing of the season, would all would we all agree it's Ramsdale? God no. Who do you think? I would it? say Ramsdale. Would they mm, That's eight also million, very fair million, enough. Eight million for Jose is such a good deal. Yeah, fair. 